get that boy some Wawa. Thanks, dog. Get him some Wawa. Like a little, Anyways, little well, dog. Welcome back to another episode of Sketchfest. I'm your new host. The name's Josh. I'm mixed. Just had to preface that, didn't you? Just had to preface just that. Just had to preface it. Because okay. you never know what will come out of my mouth. So just so we all know, I am mixed. Yes. Yeah, so just so we know, if anything weird comes out of his mouth, um, that is his right. I have the black card. Oh, God. I just, you know what? I can't wait for us to get canceled. Just can't wait. Oh, is that, that foreshadowing? <gasps> I hope not. <laughs> it's okay. Um, you can only be canceled if you care, but it is foreshadowing. Um, anywho. So, yeah, I'm Chelsea, and that's Josh. He has a black card, so if he says anything, that's on him. Don't bring me into it. My DNA ancestry shit says that I am 100% white. And I am 50%. There's not a lick of color in And I am 50% black. But if for some reason you're offended, you want to take legal, legal proceedings, you can hit up the owner, the sole owner and CEO of Sketchfest, Chelsea. Um. At trash underscore cat with two T's on Instagram. Well, at least you learn quick, I guess. Um, love that for you, King, but also watch your mouth. Anyway, so we I've got a real fucking crazy story for you. I got a real crazy story for you. You know, coming from the crazy lady, they usually are. So, well, the, all right. With me being crazy and me having a crazy story, that just says a lot how crazy this story actually is. Because if it's crazy to me, it's going to be fucking wild for you. Oh I hope. Boy. Oh boy. Don't worry. I, I wore extra underwear today. Cute. Um, period. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I mean, that's your right, baby, I guess. So this story that I'm going to tell you guys today is fucking wild. So I just want to say the whole reason that I even came across this story was so like it was such a weird rabbit hole, right? Because I was watching a TikTok of a girl that had a pet possum. And I'm like, oh, my God. Love that. Want one, right? So me being me, a graduate. A descendant of a rat. A graduate of Google University. Okay. I went to Google University and I said, hey, can I own a possum in Ohio? You know what that bitch told me? No. You want to know Why? Why? Because the laws have changed since 2011 or something like that. 2012-ish area. We'll get to it. Um, the laws have changed and made it really hard to own exotic animals or even like just non-domesticated animals in Ohio because of one situation. Can you even guess what the situation is? I'm I sure you no can. I have no idea. You fucking liar. Um, so there was a makeshift, like, all right, imagine Tiger King, but in Ohio. Yeah, one of them situations, and it went real down south, real fucking fast. And because of that, uh, now there are very strict laws on animal ownership in Ohio. So I'm going to be telling you guys the story of the Zanesville Zoo Massacre of 2011. Ooh. This sounds juicy. It is so juicy. It's so juicy. So first, I want to start by saying that I live in Cleveland. Uh, Josh lives in Brunstucky. And yeehaw. yeah, yeehaw, brother. You guys were my enemy growing up. Brunstucky versus Strongsville. Brunstucky Blue Devils. 
Anyway. And Daniel out here lives in, where are we? Madison. Yeah. Yeah. Madison. So Zanesville is about two hours and eight minutes from my house. I didn't calculate yours because I didn't care enough to go back to find your address. I know where you live. I just like don't know the address. That sounded real sus, my guy. You live my right dude. behind where my brother lives. My dude. Could have just put his address in, but I didn't think too far into it because I was literally so high on Which, Benadryl. in case you were wondering, Zanesville is near the Columbus area, correct? Um, Kind of, yes. So Zanesville is two hours and eight minutes from my house, and it's about two hours and 44 minutes from Dan's house. Um, But Zanesville is about 53 minutes from Columbus. So it's about 45 miles. Okay. So here's what happened, right? So... Shortly before 5 p.m. on the evening of October 18th, 2011, a retired school teacher named Sam Kopchak uh, left the home that he shared with his mother, who was 84 years old, to go tend to his horse named Red that he had just bought nine days earlier. Red was kept in the paddock behind their home. And if you don't know what a paddock is, it's a small field or an enclosure where horses are kept or exercised. Upon Sam's approach, he noticed that the half-Arabian Pinto was acting nervous and skittish. That is a horse. <laughs> Just yeehaw. so you know. Yeehaw. Equestrian over here. Equestrian. <laughs> He's giving yeehaw. <laughs> Look, if it's one thing about me, I have a really good like hillbilly accent. It's because I spent most of my life trying to sound like my grandma just to make her mad. So and that's why she loves me the most now. from West Virginia, but you know. Yeah. Anyway, so like I said, uh, the horse was acting nervous and skittish, but uh, it ended up positioning itself really far away in like a different corner away from his neighbor's fence. Right. So it was on the opposite side of the field from his neighbor, Terry Thompson's house. So when Sam got closer, he looked to Terry's property to see that Terry's horses seemed far more agitated than uh, his horse was at the time. And Terry's horses were circling in their paddock when a dark shape broke out of the middle. <clears throat> this is when Sam put his eyes upon that of a black bear. Okay. It's a black bear. So these horses are literally doing like one of them satanic circle type shits yep, yep, yep. around a bear. And when they finally broke it up, the bear came out. So... Sam originally wasn't too alarmed by this because a bear in the area was not unheard of. And as far as sizing goes, the bears in the area tend to be much larger. So at this point, no alarms were really ringing. At this point, Sam decides that this is the right time for him to put Red, his horse, into the barn and go back to the house to report what he had seen. However, this plan quickly needed to be revised. Sam and Red had only taken a few steps toward the barn when suddenly Sam notices a fully grown male African lion sitting on the ground of Terry's property. Now that's something you don't see every day. <laughs> Especially in Ohio, that is not something you see every day. Mm -mm. A bear? Sure. Maybe. Yeah, that's like normal in Ohio. But an African lion? That's something new. You that's... only see that at the Cleveland Zoo. Yeah, which I do live by. Not me so, doxing you know, myself. You are at a higher chance of seeing one in your yard. You know. Than most. I hate that. I really do hate that. But whatever. I digress. So anyways. Uh, Sam had lived here his entire life. So seeing a lion was not very common. 
but like mentioned before, he was a retired teacher. Four years prior, he taught seventh grade science. So he didn't know too much about animals, but he did know that staring at the animal would make it believe that it was a threat and running could potentially lead to a chase. So Sam chose to brisk walk himself to the barn where he and Red could just huddle for safety. Smart guy, smart feller. When Sam and Red got into the barn safely, Sam called his mother, who was inside the house about 100 yards away, to tell her that there was a, quote, major problem. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's one hell of a problem. The Kopchaks knew for quite some time that there were some strange and unusual animals at Terry's home, but they had to have been kept just out of sight, but they can always hear growling and roaring regularly. They, quote, uh... Didn't have any idea how many there were. This is what Miss Kopchak said later. The two assumed that this was more than likely just an escape, so she called Terry directly, who is the neighbor. Okay. Um, no answer. Shocking. Hmm. Sus. Very sus. And it only gets worse. So at this time, this is when 911 and outside world was alerted. Miss Kopchak sounded really calm when she was reporting what she saw because lions and bears running loose in Ohio on an October afternoon was totally normal. Real normal. When the 911 operator asked for her name, Miss Kopchak told her or told them that her legal name was Dolores, but she had been exclusively called Dolly for 84 years, so they need to put some respect on it. Put some respect, put on, some respect on her name. Miss Dolly. So all the while, Dolly's son remained trapped in the barn, but he propped himself up in a north-facing window and watched as this shit show unfolded. Because it went, it went downhill quick. Talk quick. So along came a wolf, then a second bear, which was much bigger than the last. The lion that he saw earlier was now pacing back and forth. Then there was a lioness, and now a tiger. Hmm. So he said they got the whole safari adventure. Oh, yeah. It's giving lions, tigers and bears. Oh, my. Uh, so then he said, quote, I saw a tiger. I'm telling you, the lion is bad enough and the lioness is bad enough and the wolf is bad and the bear. But don't be around the tiger. The tigers are actually bigger than lions if they're fully grown. He started snarling and went after the horses, unquote. So. For being a science teacher, old homeboy was kind of smart. He kind of knew what was up. Have you ever seen uh, a bear in real life? Like in like a woods, like not the zoo? I don't know. Do you go outside? I do, but all the instances that I did was when I wasn't sober. So uh, I don't, I've got. So you haven't been so outside since? I've got some bad Three pot years? brain. Yep. Got it. I got bad pot brain. Mm, 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 mm. Got it. Anyway, I did one time. West Virginia, man. They got some shit down there. They got billy goats. Yeah. My billy grandma goats? down there, she has a goat, and she named it Billy because it was billy goat. Um, and one time I got stuck in her uh, tire swing that she had for me and my cousin. Lisa didn't get stuck in the dryer. Oh, no. Step bear. One time she shot a rattlesnake in front of us when we were like seven. That's rowdy. I love that. Yeah. This was the same woman that kind of just like. Was that disturbing? Did it hurt your feelings? Um, Do you have trauma from your childhood? Can you Let's tell? Talk about it. Can you tell? No, I've already been talking about it in therapy for a long time. Aww. But um, 
No, I think the rattlesnake thing was like whatever. But what really got me and stands out is me and my cousin used to go catch like crawfish in the in the creek in the creek. Crawdads. And one time we caught two of them. One was really big, like big beefy motherfucker. Surprised that's all you caught. I was with my cousin, <laughs> but it was West Virginia. <laughs> But we, we caught these big beefy boys and one of them was the big beefy was bullying the other one that was much smaller. So we were showing her. We're like, hey, yo, Charlotte, look at this. And she was like, oh, my God, they're bullying each other. And she ripped their arms off and said, now you can't fight. Charlotte, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that, Charlotte? Charlotte's web. Charlotte's crazy is what she is. Anyway, I mean, we need that sometimes. I mean, Charlotte is still kicking it. She is a badass bitch. Anyway, back to the story. So, Deputy Jonathan Mary was two hours into his shift, a couple of miles away from Zanesville, when the call came through about the lion and the bear on the loose. Upon arrival, he could see just inside Thompson's fence a tiger, a black bear, and two lionesses. Lionesses. Linus? Lionesses. While he was waiting for Dolly to answer the door, a wolf took off behind him, so he sat his clipboard down on the porch, ran to his car, and followed the wolf. When it turned toward a house, Mary got his rifle from the trunk, followed it on foot, and at this time, a call came through um, on the radio saying that the animals are to be put down, no matter the cost. So the wolf was about 80 yards away from him, and it fell with the first shot. After the wolf went down, Mary shot a few more rounds into it to make sure that the threat was eliminated. Damn, double homicide. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> Anyways, this motherfucker. So, yeah, he put a couple more rounds into it just to make sure. I was going to say something real fucked up, just but I'm going to just move on. Just because the dishwasher dead doesn't mean he can't put a few more loads through her. Oh, my God. I hate everything about you. I do. But this is giving very much cop. It's giving very much trigger happy. And it only gets worse. So Sounds like the ETF was involved. Are you? Mind, did you do research? No. Okay. I just know they like to kill dogs. So, you know, hey. Anyway. All righty. So he made sure that that puppy was put down. The big uh, wild puppy. But while he was inspecting the body of the wolf, word came over the radio that some of his colleagues had cornered a lion near the Tom, uh, Thompson's residence. So they cornered this lion. He hurried back, knowing that the colleagues would only have their standard issued weapons, which were a 40 caliber Glock 22, and their shotgun that is located above their heads in their patrol cars. He was the only one with a rifle. Mary drove back up the hill where he came upon a deputy running back and forth. Not knowing what was going on, he grabbed his rifle sitting in the front seat, but it snagged on his computer, so he kind of just left it. Okay. Uh, this is when he saw the black bear. At first, it was facing him, and then it was charging him. So now he only has his Glock at this point, right? Right. Not exactly what you want to use in a battle with a 350-pound-plus bear, that's coming at you at full speed. Uh, but alas, he shot and the bear fell about seven feet in front of him. We would never know where this bullet ended up. Um, but he did as he was always taught, which is alarming. Uh, he shot what he could see. The bullet was believed to have gone straight through the brain as it was charging. 
After this, Mary wouldn't be caught dead slipping again. So he went to the car to get the rifle and an African lioness crawled under the livestock fence and ran south down the road headed towards someone's house. So he shot her before it could get any further. That's fucked up. It's a real fucked up. Definitely gives some uh, trigger, trigger happy cop vibes. Yeah. That's funny that you say that, though, because uh, later on, somebody does say that it was just a trigger happy accident. Accident. <clears throat> yeah, right? Heard so, that before. <laughs> Anyways. Someone's not shooting blanks anymore. I guess not. All right. So uh, he shot the lioness and he turned back intending to deal with the black bear and a tiger came running along the roadway. But quickly, he got distracted by a cougar that was heading south. So, Dan, you should probably head south. He likes cougars. We all get distracted by them every now and then. Oh, do you? Yeah. Mm, period. So, uh, he followed the cougar into another driveway where he met a male African lion coming the other way. Uh, personally, if I were in this situation, I would shit myself. 100%. And just to clarify, she has already shit herself multiple times in the podcast. I haven't, actually. I've never actually shit myself. I don't believe you. That's okay. I'm not here to clear up rumors. <laughs> yeah, so believe what you want. But as I'm like sitting that's in a pile real, of shit. That's a real loose butthole thing to say. Whoa. Whoa there, cowboy. <laughs> Whoa. Anyway, so he followed the cougar uh, into another driveway where he met the male African lion coming the other way. And he shot the lion while some other deputies shot the cougar. Soon he was instructed to patrol the border between the Thompson's property and Interstate 70. Over the evening, he shot another wolf, two more lions, a, a tiger, and later on, after its hiding place was revealed by thermal imaging cameras, a grizzly bear. But it just kept going. Kept going. Just kept going, right? So then we come across this guy named Sheriff Matt Lutz. So... Matt Lutz was settling in for the night after his shift when, at 5.20 p.m., he got the call reporting that Terry Thompson had an animal out. Now, this wasn't a huge deal, as they regularly got calls of animals on Terry's property, but usually it was, like, horses. So he agreed to go check on it, and, um, you know, his kids and his wife were out for the evening, so he wasn't really busy anyway. But in the 15 minutes it took for him to get to the scene... Calls over the radio began to flood in, showing the severity of the situation. Lutz instructed that if there were any animals outside of Terry Thompson's property, they were to be destroyed and to not think twice about it. It makes me so sad. You know those, like, uh, memes of, like, when they say, like, uh, white girls just have no fear when it comes to, like, feral animals? That would be me. I'd be like, I could absolutely win that tiger's love. That and probably serial killers, because we know how you white girls are with that shit. Joshua, you know that there's a serial killer going on in Akron right now? Hold on. I heard about that. The three bodies that they found, like, gagged and bound in the woods. They I think that there's another uh, killer in fucking uh, Cleveland. One of my friends washed up in Lake Erie. I heard about that. Mm-hmm. I heard about that. That was, what, yeah. like, two weeks ago or a week ago or something? Probably about three, four weeks ago at yeah. this point. Yeah, I saw that on... Someone posted about it, and then I heard about it on the news. Probably Bucci. Yep. Yep. Shout out, Bucci. Shout out, Bucci. We love you. Uh, anywho, yeah, hate that for us, but also that's 
that's very much Akron. That's very much Akron. Very. Uh, there, there's probably multiple serial killers in Akron. Well, I mean, when you think about it, there's a lot of people that end up. All right, this is kind of fucked up. There's a lot of people that die and in mysterious ways. So mm-hmm. it's like, if you said we did not have a serial killer, you would be high. Well, and it's like there's got to be it's a couple. Like, I don't know what the just have they got is. caught. I, I can't remember what the statistic is, but for every serial killer that's caught, there's at least one to three more that aren't caught, or that we don't know or haven't even discovered yet. Now it's probably the number is probably less now than. It was back in like seventies, just because of technology and advancements. But yep, oh, it's just one of those. Pe- there are probably people that have been killing for twenty years, and we've had no idea. I mean, you ever seen Dexter? No, I tried wow. watching it. It's real dated. I don't. Couldn't Watch get, your mouth. Couldn't get. Into Come it. correct. Anyway, back to the story. White girls talking out of pocket. Shut up. Classic. Shut up. Go get Starbucks. I actually have not bought Starbucks in weeks because my sister bought me an espresso machine. Thank you, Bella. Love you. Wow. Congrats. You want a hug? A cookie? Maybe a gold star. I hope you get beat up. That's all. Same. Anyway, so on the other side of the freeway from Terry's home was an apartment complex and a field where there was a kid's soccer game going on. So kids were yelling and screaming and uh, imagine, you know, if just a big old cat made its way over the interstate. Good God, that'd be one hell of a game. I'd give it a hug. Talk about plot twist. Jesus. So nobody knew at this time where Terry was and they were questioning his safety. Had no idea. Was he injured? I don't know. After Deputy Mary uh, headed down the road in pursuit of a wolf. Sergeant Steve Blake, who was the first one on the scene, decided to drive up to Terry's house. As he neared the farm buildings, he saw more animals. Their cages had either been cut through or left open. So it was very bizarre. Hmm. Blake laid on the horn outside of Terry's home to no avail. So he drove back down to the foot of the driveway where he met John Moore. John Moore was the caretaker of the animals who regularly fed them, and he had arrived when he was made aware of the situation by other townspeople. So together, they returned to the house, finding nothing but two monkeys and a dog in cages. But on their way back to the road, Moore spotted a body near the barn. A white tiger was sitting on top of it, eating it. So they remained pretty distant, as as one should, you right. know. As one should. I would mind my business in that moment, for sure. Only in that moment, though. Most of the time, she doesn't mind her own goddamn business. Well, you're right. But also, fuck you. So I'll pass. Thank you, though. (laughs) 40 miles away at the Columbus Zoo. Now, this is where it gets funny. Well, I'm not going to say funny. I just think it's funny that rhinos are... Never mind. This is hilarious, everybody. I really, like... I just had like a vision of me punching you right in that fucking throat of yours. Right in the throat. That's so much real estate, you fucking draft neck bitch. Let's go. You know that. All right. Do you know why? This is so off topic, but kind of it kind of ties into this. Do you know why drafts have really long necks? Because they they thought evolutionary wise drafts had really long necks so that they can graze from like trees and shit. But like Mm. they're they're not tree tree eaters. They're ground grazers. They have really long necks because when they mate, 
uh, two males that are interested in one female, they fight. You know how they fight? They smack their necks together at full fucking speed. Isn't talk, that so weird? Talk about crossing swords. Yeah. It's it's given that area. Right, talk it's about CTE, man. It's the gangbang we didn't expect. <laughs> it's just what we wanted. I, when I learned that, hated it. I've hated it ever since. Have you seen it on video? Like, why are they Did like you that? look it up? Yes. Look it up. Look up a video of drafts fighting. <laughs> it's fucked. But you just reminded me of a draft. So I think you deserve to get fought. Dad, is that you? Oh, do we find him? Maybe. <laughs> um, I think you have daddy issues. Do you want to talk about it? Damn, they'd just be whipping their hair back and forth. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, it's giving brain damage for sure. Anyway, <clears throat> fuck talk the draft. Talk about a Jimmy whip. Anyways, 40 miles away at the Columbus Zoo, <clears throat> there was an event being held for the International Rhino Foundation. Sounds horny. <laughs> oh, my God. So rhino experts from all around the world <laughs> were there. So Josh was there. Um, and the zoo was hosting a cocktail event in the polar bear exhibit. Tom Stauff, who is the zoo's chief operating officer, says, quote, one of our vets came into the cocktail area and you could see the panic on her face. She said, we have to go. Terry Thompson's animals are out, end quote. Staff had only just moved to the Columbus area about 18 months earlier, so he had no idea who Terry Thompson was, but a lot of the others did. He's like a menace. Me. Except for I don't I don't care to have big, scary, hard to feed animals. Like I just imagine how much money that is to feed them. It's a lot of money. Did you know that the Australian zoo where uh the Irwins are? You know that it that it costs them seventy grand to feed their animals for one week? Seventy grand That's a week. A lot. Seventy grand would fix every problem I've ever had, I think. Anyway. All right, you're getting me off topic. I digress. So, anywho, he just moved there. He don't know who who Terry Thompson is, but everybody else does. So, Dr. Michael Barry, the zoo's director of animal health, had been up at Thompson's property to inspect his large private collection of animals in 2008. Here's where it comes into what you were talking about. Accompanying... An ATF raid that eventually led to Thompson's imprisonment for a year on gun charges. Though no immediate action was taken concerning Terry's animals after he moved to improve facilities, Barry had been horrified at what he saw there, uh, you know, in terms of security, cleanliness, and animal cruelty. That evening, the zoo assembled its capture and recovery team, and they were armed with both tranquilizer, dart guns, and regular weapons. Uh, they set out for Zanesville, so they were they were hoofing it. They were ready to go help, but spoiler alert, they did not. Meanwhile, at the gateway of Terry's property, the police were wondering how many animals could potentially be loose. Well, there's clue they clearly didn't catch one of them because because I'm still here. Yeah, I'm still alive. Unfortunately, <laughs> look, your life would be significantly more dull without me. That is incorrect. 
You're a goddamn liar is what you are. My brain gets smoother as I sit here. So anyway, they are um, they're wondering how many animals could potentially be loose at this point because they don't really know what he has. He hides them all. Right. Well, let me not say hides. He puts them in an area of his property to where not anyone that's not on the property can see, you know, so he kind of hides them. But like they're still there. I don't know. It's weird. Weird fucking weird shit. It's kind of hard to hide animals like that. I mean, yeah, they'd be roaring and shit. Rar. Rar. <laughs> Rar. XD. <laughs> God damn it. I'm a, I wish I could be a scene kid again, man. You still are. Are you kidding me? <laughs> anyway, John Moore, who was the caretaker, uh, he mentally kind of ran through the rows of animals that he would feed when he came up to help. Um, and he got to about maybe like 48. So 48 animals. But Moore's fiance, who regularly helped him feed the animals, reminded him of some of the new arrivals, which then bumped that number up to 56. So 56 animals. <laughs> that's a lot of fucking... That's a lot of animals. It's a lot. For one guy, that's a lot of animals. For one guy that went to prison for a year, first of all. Anyway. So this is when Moore tells Deputy Jeff... Uh, I don't know how to say this dude's last name. I think it's Lecox, which is <laughs> awful. Shout out Lecox. Jeff Lecox. Uh, the fuck cops. <laughs> the fuck cops. So Moore tells Deputy Jeff Lecox something that would later show up in an official police report as a potential explanation of why this may have happened. Albeit shouldn't have. Okay. Moore tells Lecox that he had spoke to Terry the previous night around 9 p.m. Uh, keep in mind, all of this that's currently happening happening is like 5.30, 5.30 p.m. the following day. So like not even a, a full 24 hours later, right? So he talks to him at about 9 p.m. the previous night. And this is when Terry, who was 62, uh, had told Moore that he had received a letter from an unnamed author that said that his wife, Marion, was cheating on him. Hmm. Imagine letting a bitch stress you out that bad. Because when you hear about when you hear about well, how this story ends, you're going to be like, damn, you let a bitch stress you out that bad. You was that down bad. It happens. You know, brothers got to eat. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> So keep in mind, Terry was in prison for a year and he had only been released three weeks prior to this massacre. Quote, that is when Terry actually goes to Moore and asks him about Marion having cheated on him while he was in prison, says Lecox. And his answer, to the way I recall, was that he didn't know whether she did or didn't. And then Terry makes a statement back to him. Well, I have a plan to find out, and you'll know when it happens, unquote. End quote, whatever. Unquote? End quote. So he has a plan to find out if his bitch is cheating on him or not. Do you think the plan goes well? No, never does. That's why you get plan B. Which is how much? $49. Yeah, you'd know. Yep. Yeah. I'm pretty sure 63 cents. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's go. Let's go. Anyway. When Deputy Todd, uh, I don't know how to say this guy's last name either, but I, I think it's like Canaveral, Todd Canaveral, 
who normally leads the drug squad, arrived to the scene, Sergeant Blake told him about the body that they spotted. Quote, I think it's Terry, he said. I don't know. So now they need to find out for sure to see if the uh, to see if this person was alive. First of all, they know there's a body back there, but is it alive? But keep in mind, there's a goddamn tiger sitting on top of it. (laughs) By this time, they had all decided that they would need to neutralize all of the animals that were loose, even those that are still on the property. So they formed a they formed a shooting party. here's where it gets real fucky okay so blake drove canaveral silverado crew cab and four others hopped into the bed all armed twas about to be a drive-by shooting (laughs) twas the night before christmas and they got a drive-by shooting anyway um as they headed towards the body animals began coming toward them so they were obviously destroyed This is when they could see the body of the man that was lying flat on his back with a tiger on top of him. The tiger stood up and was just standing there, they said. Canaval reports back to the sheriff whether or not the body is deceased. Quote, okay, we have located the owner, code 16, which is dead on arrival, possible 58, which is suicide, unknown for sure on that, here in the field, end quote. The team was urgently redeployed to the south end of the property where some cats had been spotted, ready, like readying to cross the boundary fences. First, they dealt with a male African lion that managed to run between some junk cars where he shot for the head and put more rounds into it as he got closer. Canaveral says, quote, I was sick shooting these animals because they didn't ask to be there. And, you know, I'm a cat person. End quote. <laughs> Like it's not, I feel like it's not the same, buddy. What'd you say, dogs? Who let them dogs? Yeah, you don't like them dogs. There must have been two cats inside of them instead of wolves. <clears throat> and they were both kissing. Oh, so. absolutely. <laughs> don't forget the eye contact. <laughs> anyway, so after a while, the shooters ran low on ammo and called for more. And eventually, they headed back to where the body was. The white tiger had gone. Uh, nearby, they found bolt cutters and a stainless steel Ruger three fifty seven mag- uh, Magnum revolver. I don't know shit about guns, but I know that that is a weapon of sorts. Um, wow, congratulations. Thank you. Did I make you proud? No. Period. So the cause of death seemed to be a gunshot wound to the head. Shocker. They're all about these headshots, huh? All about the headshots, not about the back shots. <laughs> you would know, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh my god, I fucking hate it here. Anyway, one detail uh, that Sheriff Lutz chose to release at this time was that there was a sizable laceration on Thompson's head that was consistent with a big cat's bite. Deliberate or not, he seemed to imply that Thompson's body was, aside from the gunshot wound, suggesting a barrel placed in the mouth, uh, otherwise fairly untouched. So he's saying that besides the laceration and the headshot, it was fairly untouched. So, okay. Was the tiger eating him? We don't know. So it wasn't quite straightforward. 
Uh, but Canaval says, quote, he had been dragged. You were able to tell that he had laid at one spot for a while and then he was dragged. It looked like there was an arm and his pants and stuff had been pulled down and he had been chewed on, end quote. Um, Tasty snack. Yeah, like the tiger said, just let me get them pants off first, you know? Kinky. Kinky. Like it. <laughs> There were also pieces of raw chicken scattered around, like, near the body. Uh, quote, apparently he wanted the animals to eat him, end quote, said Tom Stealth. So remember, he's the zoo director. Somehow, throughout this entire event, not one civilian had been hurt, thankfully. Even Sam Kopchak, remember him from the beginning with the horse? Yes, horseman. He was forgotten in the barn. He was in the barn overnight. Poor guy. So he safely managed to make his way uh, unescorted back to his house later on. So we love Sam for that. What a G. He was just watching this bloodbath. That poor guy. He's seen some shit. He has seen some shit for sure. And who would have known? Definitely, he definitely got that stare. You he know didn't even have to go far for it either, which is like even crazier. Hmm. Little hometown. Little hometown uh, hoorah. Little, little hillbilly hoorah. That's what my grandma calls parties. A hillbilly hoorah. Hillbilly hoorah? Mm-hmm. That's something new. Yeah. Wait, did you say your grandma's from uh, West Virginia? West Virginia. Yeehaw. Mount Mama. So, she's from Birch River. If you know where that's at. She's from what? Birch River. No. I don't know where that... I don't know. I ain't know where that be. Because you're a city slicker. Yeehaw. Nah, what what is Brunstucky? It's like it's suburb. It's a it's an odd place. It is. It's an odd place. It's this weird middle ground between two obviously middle upper class white suburban areas. Wait, what's it in between? Strongsville and what? Medina. Oh, I forget about Medina all the time. I just I don't like it out there. That's where I'm from. I don't care. Medina. Good. Yep. And then for some reason, Brunswick turned into hillbillies. So that's why you settled there. Yep, exactly. Yeah, name he'll be. Yep, love my camo and boots. Your what? My camo and my boots. Oh. B O O T S. I know you can't read, but I figured maybe you could. Whoa. Whoa. I can read. Just takes me a while. So, during this situation, fifty animals, mostly large and potentially aggressive carnivores, were set loose. And this could have gone a lot worse. So near the house where no media could see them, the officers ended up laying out the dead animals in rows by species so that it would make it easy for counting. Could you imagine having to like drag a lion, like a dead weight lion through the mud? That's got to be heavy. You know, that's got to be heavy as fuck. But whatever. By the time the Columbus Zoo arrived, it was already dark and they were told that there was not much that they could do. Anyway, they basically told him like, hey, you can't do shit because like even if you tranquilize them, it's going to take a couple of minutes for them to fall down. So like the cocktail, which is which is is funny because in movies and whatnot, it's like, oh, tranquilize and they're asleep. Yeah. So it's really interesting because the cocktail that they would use takes up to 10 minutes to do anything. Uh so within 10 minutes of them getting shot and being down, 
I mean, they could rip somebody to shred in 10 minutes. Yeah. You know? So it was like, I kind of get it. They were kind of like, you can't really do shit anyway. Right. Plus, we don't even know like how many more animals we should be looking for. Where is everybody? Is everybody accounted for type shit, right? Right. The zoo arrived the next morning at 5.30, 5.30 a.m., uh, and they had been joined by Jack Hanna, who is the director of uh, Emeritus of the zoo. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Director mm-hmm. Emeritus. Don't know. Guess he's just a real high up feller. Wait, so, wait. Is Jack Hanna the dude that had the TV show? Yeah. Well, dang. So Hanna was a trusted animal advocate. And when he learned of all that happened on the grounds the night before, he went on to give many interviews where he stated that the police involved in this massacre were too dumb and trigger happy to think of better alternatives than gunning down the noble beasts. So he referred to it as being like uh, Noah's Ark wrecking right in Zanesville, Ohio. Which, wow. Wow. I love the, the, the Jesus reference. Yeah, it's giving very much Southern Ohio. I don't know. I wasn't there, though. Uh, I would have puked for sure if I was there. So, you know what? I would have puked for sure because I can't even. All right. Like, I don't even I don't even like bugs. I don't. I really don't care about them. I don't. I just don't. Especially water bugs. Ew. Like shrimp. See, you say water bugs and I think of the sunglasses. You ever seen that meme? I got my water bugs on. No. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're uncultured, just fucking say that. All right um she's talked enough for the day but like i don't like bugs but i still get very upset when they're squished so i don't squish them and don't be squishing no stink bugs don't even start with stink bugs joshua that is my fucking nightmare that is my that is the one thing in this world that will make me cry is a stink you know bug. it's funny i that can't you say explain that it because my uh girlfriend also doesn't like stink bugs i think they're just so cute and they're easy you just get a little piece of paper that crawl on it you let the boy out Congrats. Oh, my God. That just made me literally so physically nauseous. <laughs> so physically nauseous. I hate it. With the with the with them, them bugs. Anyway, 49 animals were confirmed dead. There was now only one that was unaccounted for. And it was a uh, I think it's I don't know how to say it. I think it's a McHugh monkey. I don't know. There was no trace of it, but they later decided that it had most likely been eaten by one of the cats. Six of Terry Thompson's animals survived. There were three leopards that were still in their cages. Uh, Two more were the McHugh's monkeys that were kept in the living room of the house in two small bird cages, which is fucked up in itself. And finally, out back of the house near the empty swimming pool was a small grizzly bear that was also in a birdcage. Huh? A grizzly bear in a birdcage? That don't make no goddamn sense. But whatever. I wasn't there. So, I mean, who knows? This this could all just be bullshit. But it's one hell of a story for them to be bullshitting. What is her name? J.K. Rowling? J.K. She could never. Nope. She's also transphobic, so... Fuck True. Her. You ain't wrong. <laughs> so the house itself was disgusting. Uh, quote, it was the most horrific smells, end quote, says Stauff. Garbage bags were filled with garbage that were knocked over in the filth. I saw a pair of pants on the ground and the belt was twine. It was very sad to see how someone had clearly lost their mind. There are no sane people that would live in those conditions. Okay, pop off, Stauff. Talk your shit. You know, (laughs) 
Thompson's wife, Marion, had arrived around lunchtime. Marion. Marion. She had to be convinced that the survivors should be taken to the zoo for safekeeping. Quote, she was saying, please, Mr. Hannah, don't take my children. End quote, said Hannah. She took it upon herself against official advising to take the two monkeys out of the cages by herself, waving off zoo officials saying that she purchased the monkeys for 30K and used to sleep with them. So their bond was unbreakable. Okay, you said sleep with them and I went different direction. Yeah, I'm sure like, you did. Like the, uh, the, like, like the SeaWorld girl. What? Was it SeaWorld? The one, the, the lady who used to like have intercourse with the dolphins? Man, what the hell? Oh. Hey, we're talking What side about... of the internet are you on? You don't want to know. I really don't, actually. I feel like that's a nightmare. You dirty bitch. Anyway, so before she opened their cage, she sang them a lullaby, and they clung to her as she took them out of their carriers. It was decided by Marion that the dead animals would be buried on the property right there and then. So she chose the spot. And a big digger arrived, and a hole about 30 feet was dug, and the animals were scooped into the hole by the bucket loads. That's fucked. That's gross. That's fucked. It's vile. I hate every second of that. Like, the first half of the story was just very chaotic, but now it's just, like, very sad. Like, because they didn't want to be there. They didn't right. fucking know. They could have been living their best lives. In also, let's zoo. just talk about how we should have had laws against these kind of exotic animals being in Ohio well before. Like, um, it's Ohio. I don't think an African tiger wants to be here in negative 15 degree snow. I mean, you're right. But when you think about it, laws are only created because something fucked up happened. That's true. You know, incest... Or bestiality was legal in West Virginia and New Jersey for a very long time. Why could that be? Huh. What I want to know is what caused them to change their mind. I don't know. Why don't you go find out? Well, I was asking you since you're the expert. Whoa. Well, there, buddy. Well, there, buddy, old pal. I don't know. You seem to have an intimate relationship with your naked cat. <gasps> Keep Goose's name out of your fucking mouth. I didn't say his name. But you, you fucking. Did. Oh, you bitch. You bitch. <laughs> You're just mad because you don't get to see him. He don't even like you anyway. You're right. He loved me. You're a goddamn liar is what you are. You can act like you didn't. Whatever. So Don't even get me started with Chubby. You can have him if you want him. No, I'm cool. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm see? surrounded by enough pussy as it is. I literally hate you so <laughs> much. Uh, you dirty bitch. Have you tried Jesus? Yeah. Have he, you tried therapy? Like, have you actually the given guy, it a go? He's not the kind of guy I'm into. You know. You need to be baptized or something. You need, you need like help. There's help to be had, but you just got to find it. And I'm not it. Clearly. Rude. Anyway, so Stauff said, "Quote: Our role in life is to care for the animals and to educate and inspire people about these great creatures, and to see them piled up in the mud. It was just a bad day, you know." End quote. So, Thompson's body was taken from the scene for autopsy at the Licking County Coroner's, where it was revealed <sighs> there was oh, no. there's a couple secrets, you know? Oh, little, no. A couple little things had happened, right? So, the only notable thing that was left in his system was Benadryl. That one really hit home. It was the Benadryl for me. Wait, so you, you guys had the relation there? Said I related to this animal. The Benadryl. This was Terry Thompson himself. 
But yes, I relate. Benadryl should sponsor me, but I can't get a hold of them. You know why? Because people did the Benadryl challenge and hallucinated and died and shit. So now they can't have any sort of internet. You do the Benadryl challenge every goddamn day. I do, but I know my limits. (laughs) I know at how many milligrams will the hat man appear. Depends on the time. I don't know if it's a good day or not. Like if I want to see him, but you know. So what, what else was in Mr. Benadryl? He had Benadryl in his system, and there was gray powder residue that was left on his hands from firing a gun. By the time the body was recovered, no part, and here's where it gets fucked, no part of his external genitalia remained. So that was Terry Thompson's final parting gift. A last meal for one of his animals sometime before it, too, was met with a bullet the sad night of October 18th, 2011. It's strange that you say that because I just saw a reel the other day. That is generally what animals go for like when they're killing, like cheetahs and whatnot. They go for the genitalia when they first start feasting. A you lot, think it's just because they're the horny time. and they don't know their bounds? or I, I don't know. What? You think it just smells good maybe? I couldn't tell you what it is, but it's a very common... <laughs> they just go right for the puss, you know? <laughs> Can't blame them. <laughs> Oh, God. So Thompson, Terry Thompson, was a Vietnam veteran. So there was definitely... Thank you for your service. Yeah, but there was a lot going on there. Yeah, that explains the zoo. Mm, I don't know. Vietnam was rough. I mean, we lost. I don't know much about it, so I wasn't there. It was not a good time. I bet. But there, I can't think of a single time that I would ever want to go to war. So well, you come on this podcast and choose violence every day. So, but that's because I know that I can win. Yeah, that's what you think. Yeah. 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 Uh. So, in 1977, Thompson went to an auction for exotic animals and bought his wife a baby tiger cub for her birthday, and that is how the whole thing started. So that is how he got into the exotic animal realm. Because you used to just be able to go and buy them. So was this officially a zoo or was this just no. kind of some sort of project that he had? If anything, I would venture... Because I was venture... curious about the funding towards it. If he did some sort of business venture so that he got funding to acquire all these animals. Or if it was just his own personal finances that funded these animals. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or maybe so... if he like legally labeled it like a sanctuary or a rescue or something so that he could get funding to get all these animals so i will say i it wasn't like an actual zoo so i don't believe there was any sort of like funding Mm -hmm. i don't believe he had the money but i i believe he was involved in a lot of really sketchy shit but you'll find out in a little bit he actually um supplied animals for certain things to certain celebrities so I feel like he got a lot of funding through that type of shit. Mm-hmm. And he kind of used them. Like, he exploited them for sure. Right. Which, you know, is a whole different story. But right. let's talk about the legalities, right? So now with everybody wondering how this could have even happened, right? Or how Terry could have had all of these animals. He must have broken every goddamn law in the book doing so, right? Wrong. Because what law? There was no laws at all regarding the situation of exotic animal owning at Mm -hmm. the time, right? But before this incident, 
you could buy any animal that you could afford with no real guidelines. Uh, the only laws that were in place were that if you were to breed or exhibit or commercially transport these animals across state lines, you would need a USDA license. Uh, this would require that facilities would be inspected periodically to check that they meet the basic standards, but that's literally it. All you needed was a USDA license, and that's only if you were going to breed or um, transport them. Huh. Yeah, isn't that weird? So after this whole thing, remember this happened October 18th of 2011? Just crazy because it really wasn't that long ago. It really wasn't. That was when 12 I years graduated ago. high school. Now, after this whole thing, owners had until November 5th of 2011, so like two and a half weeks later, right? They had until November 5th to register their animals with the state. And then they had until January 1st of 2014 to comply with the new restrictions and regulations. A $3.5 million, 20,000 square foot complex that had been planned in Reynoldsburg, Ohio to house the exotic uh, animals that people could no longer you know, afford to take care of or whatever, um, was built so that they could take the animals that people just literally could not afford to license and all that shit, which I don't know if I would trust that either. Right. But if they can no longer care for them because of the legislation, then they would go to this animal complex. Right. Um, so the laws actually, this is kind of a weird one, but I guess, I don't know. This is like a weird, it'll make sense in a second, right? So the laws would grandfather in owners who agreed to certain animal care standards, bought insurance, paid fees, and obtained permits. So it's like, boom, love that. I'm glad that they could do that if they, you know, were down for that. But also I feel like, I feel like the idea of grandfathering anything in is like such a cop out. I, I can't explain it. But grandfathering something in pisses me the fuck off for no reason. Hmm. Jealous? I just can't explain it. Am I jealous? Probably. I do have a bout of jealousy, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Shocking. So, yeah. So, uh, if they could afford it, they got their uh, permits, did their fees, all that shit. Um, then they can keep it and they were grandfathered in, which is, like, cool, I guess. But since 2020, uh, the state has only reported about six cases of unregistered animals. Um, the article that this was pulled from was in 2021, so could be more now, but right. I really don't see that being a big thing. Well, it also makes you, I mean, how much are they looking into that? You know what I mean? Yeah, true. I mean, how do you honestly, look into that? a lot of times if uh, you're quiet, you don't piss anyone off, nobody's going to say shit. I mean, it's just like, it's, it's just like firearms. Like how would that's the solution for people that you know, you know, who who you know of who already have X, Y, and Z. But what about all the people who don't? And they're just quiet It's giving hater it, is what know? it's giving. Are you a hater? Am I a hater? Yeah. No. Do what you want to do. You're not a hater? You're literally my biggest hater. What are you talking about? Oh, I thought we were talking about the subject matter. No, just in general. I mean, yeah, there are certain animals like you that, you know, gladly <laughs> take out back and, you know. Bro. God damn it. All right. So anyways, interesting rumor, though. Here's a fun little rumor. Fun little oh, tidbit. Oh, here's the gossip. Ooh, chisme for all my Hispanic spill, fellers. Spill the tea. It was rumored that Terry Thompson was, this is so weird, he was supplying Charlie Sheen with tiger's blood. I would love that, actually. What? You want tiger's blood? 
just that whole concept. Tiger's blood for Charlie Sheen. Let's go. What a guy. What a fucking guy. What is he up highest to now? Pay, highest paid TV actor in history. Good for him. He Mi- can afford mil- the Tiger's million blood. million dollars an episode, two and a half men. What a guy. Hmm. He can get all the hookers he wants, even with HIV. Um, That went really, really far left. What do you mean? Is that true? Yeah, he like wasn't relevant for a long time, and then he decided to make himself relevant by going on TV and publicly admitting that he has HIV and has had it for years. Okay, period. So he like tried to bring himself back into the spotlight, and now he's nobody. In such a weird fucking way. I know, Such a weird way. Why, like, out of all of the ways to bring yourself into the spotlight, that that is what you chose? Right? So, yo, guys, I got AIDS, like. It's like, okay, okay, cool. Thank you so much, Charlie Sheen. We, you know what? Love that. Thank it's you so like much. all the years of hookers. Yep. But you know what? Never gave it to anybody. That is commendable. I'll give him that. Because that's extraordinary. He slept with a lot of porn stars. None of them got it. Hmm. Crazy. He's a medical anomaly. Charlie like Sheen, what are you doing? If you feel like writing into the podcast, please do. I know We'd you got stories, bro. You. I know you got stories for days. Let's hear them. I just want to know what was going on in your life during Scary Movie 3. <laughs> in particular that's all you want to know the viagra scene impeccable what are you obsessed with it i love yeah crush on it maybe you know stop it <laughs> stop it so all in all the deputies ended up killing 49 animals right so there were 18 bengal tigers 17 lions six black bears three cougars two grizzly bears two wolves and a baboon and a partridge in a pear tree. That's crazy. That's insane. So, like we said earlier. What I want to know is how the hell did you get out of all of those animals? How the hell did you manage to get a baboon? <laughs> Are baboons the ones with the butts? Yeah. <gasps> I love them. I actually really hate monkeys. Like, I really. They are one of the scariest things. It's just their little butts. But also, like, monkeys, man. It just freaks me out that they have opposable fucking fingers and shit. Like, my friend, he works at a zoo in Florida, and he has a pet monkey. Well, it's technically not a pet because it's a it's a rehab facility for animals. So he's got a little monkey that lives with him, about yay big. Where's a diaper? No. So, like we said earlier, one of the monkeys was never found, and they assumed that it was eaten by a big cat. Uh, six surviving animals went to the Columbus Zoo and the aquarium, um, and this included... Wow, they went from one hell to another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, <clears throat> Marion had not spoken about the ordeal for more than a year as she was trying to get those animals that were relocated to come back to her. After six long months of them being at the zoo and the aquarium, five of the animals were returned out of six. Uh, unfortunately, one of the panthers, which is, it's really weird, um, that this panther's name is Anton. Anton was my first co-host. Shout out Jailbird. So, shout out Jailbird. Can't wait till he comes in the chat. You guys think you're lighting my ass up? Wait till he lights me up. That motherfucker is crazy. I hope I can meet him sometime. You will. Cool. As soon as he gets out, we'll have him. Nice. So one of the Black Panthers, Anton, was euthanized because um, they were transporting him from one cage to another and a steel door slammed close on his neck, breaking it. Ooh. So they euthanized him. Poor guy. Uh, one of Terry's friends has since written a book about the ordeal, although Marion had reported that she was going to do so. 
And the book is called 18 Days to the Massacre, which you can find on Amazon if you're interested. Um, and Shout then out Bezos. I wish I could have just like just like a little bit of money. Just give me a little bit, you know, just a smidge. You wouldn't even know it was gone. True. You know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, to kind of end this horrible story off, um, some sources say that the Thompson residence was auctioned off, but there is no uh, supporting evidence to back that up. I did read that a lot of the junk cars that they were talking about earlier were auctioned off, but as far as the house itself goes, it is unknown if she still lives there, if anyone owns it, if it was tore down. Like it's we that don't bitch know. Carol Baskins. Who it is? Carol Baskin. Yep. Killed her husband. You know? Oh, I know. I was you know hoping. that he was found alive in fucking Aruba or something? Yeah. Yep. Costa Rica I, that or something was like that? Like recently. Yeah. Good for wow. him. What a guy. Living his best life. He is living his best life. He he's said, just, he's just fuck an, that bitch Carol. He said, I'm an island boy. God damn it, bro. God. Weren't you just talking about island boys the other day? Yeah. Anyway. So that is the story of the Zanesville Zoo Massacre. Ohio's got a lot of weird shit going on. Isn't that fucky? Always. Dude, tell me that that's not the most wild rabbit hole you've ever seen. Because I it literally, I, I'm shit you not. It started with me just saying, hey, Google, can I own a possum in Ohio? And then that happened. And then it ended up with his last meal he, he fed his animals was genitals. He fed his dick to his tiger. What a guy. What a fucking guy. What a guy. I wonder where he's at now. It's got to be downstairs. To say the least. Dude, that's where all the fun people are going to be, though. Oh, being absolutely. Real. That'll be... It's like you ever a seen Little Nicky? Fucking love Little Oh, Nikki. I want to go down there if there's going to be tits on the heads. I want it. <laughs> I want to shove a pineapple up Hitler's ass. That's what I want. That sounds good. Dude, odd. Little Nicky was so fucking... Such a good movie. Great such movie. Such a good movie. But yeah, so um, how did how did you feel about that? That was... That's um, fucking weird, huh? That was, that was definitely... Uh, uh, the full embodiment of Sketchfest. That was literally the sketchiest of the fests. And that's the kind of content we're looking for. Yeah. So if you've got stories like that and you're maybe from Ohio and have your own fucking weird ass zoo, Carol Baskin bullshit, have an yep. ass. Um, I want to hear about it. Yeah. Send us an email. Yeah. Send us an email. Uh, where do where do they do that at? Actually, uh, I believe it's uh, Sketchfest podcast at Gmail. It is. Yep. So send us your real juicy stories so we can either bully you, uh, agree with you, make fun of you. And if um, you send us an email and you have a profile picture, we are going to dissect it. So Yes, that will be the second half. So it'll be the story and it'll also be your profile picture. <clears throat> sorry, not sorry. But I do want to preface, if you are going to write us in a story, one, make it juicy, please. I don't want to read no bullshit. Make it juicy. And two, in the header, I need you to tell me whether or not you want to be anonymous. Because if you don't, if you don't care about anonymity, anonymity, what is that? Wait, the, uh, fuck. Anemone. I'm anemone. I'm an anemone. If you want to be anonymous, sick, let us know. Otherwise, we're airing your shit out. And if you guys have really weird usernames or Gmail accounts, uh, 
you're getting roasted. Dan so. loves milfs. Sixty nine, sixty nine. There you go. Um, but then you know, in the meantime, if you want to follow us on all of our social media platforms, we have got what do we have? Good Facebook. Lord. We've got Facebook. We got Instagram. Instagram. Uh, I believe there's a TikTok in there. There is. There's a uh, YouTube. There is. There is Patreon. There is a Patreon. You know what? We also have that I totally forgot to even mention for oh the past God, couple of episodes. We have a goddamn Discord chat. Let's go. Let's fucking go. So you can join all of those things. But what's most important? I think it's the fact that we're on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're on Spotify. So if you're listening to us, it better be on Spotify. Otherwise, you're fake. But, you know, love you. But also, fuck you. <laughs> uh, that's been that so we love you and we'll see you next time later nerds bye